In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. I would say this revelation came to me late in life also. Um, This whole theme of the Lord Jesus delivers us from sin. I get that. heard that all my life. And this is the part that was new in my own spiritual journey. He delivers us from the the law, uh, which sounds quite counterintuitive, if you will, uh, because we think the law is good. And indeed it is. Jesus himself says, I did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. And Paul speaks very, uh, has a very high regard for the law. I want to focus on the Galatians reading this morning and go back just a couple of verses and uh, just work our way through this idea that you and I, perhaps particularly you and I, who are churchgoers and faithful people or worshipers, uh, require deliverance from the law also. But Paul will write right before this reading this morning, is the law then contrary to the promises of God? He said, of course not. If the law had been given that could give life, then righteousness would indeed be by the law. So the idea is there is an overarching law of how we are to behave and how we are to treat ourselves, others, and how we are to um, uh, relate to the Lord. Uh, But the law does not give life. It not only does not give life, it tends to make us feel guilty and shamed because we have failed to keep the law again. Moreover, the law provides no enablement, enabling of of making our lives better. It simply is the standard and we're where we're supposed to live up to it and we feel like we fail miserably all the time, those of us who have a conscience. So Paul said, if the law had been given that could give life, then righteousness would indeed be by the law. But, um, but the scripture imprisoned everything under sin so that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. So uh, there is a way out. Uh, there, is a, um, there is a door at the end of the tunnel, and it's called faith. So, uh, I wanted, uh, so he goes on in our reading today. Before, before faith came, we were held captive under the law. In other words, the law is our responsibility and our burden once we agree to try to keep it. He said the law was our guardian until Christ came. Um, but now that faith has come, we are no longer under the law and under a guardian. For in Christ Jesus, we are all sons and daughters through faith. So we're getting a really critical distinction here for our lives, for my life and for your life. And I would put it this way. Uh, There is lawlessness, which is those who don't care about the law and who break the law. And we have the framework of the law and the whole justice system to deal with lawless people. If we break the speed limit, we have broken the law and uh, and we will get it. If we're caught, we get a ticket for that. So there is lawlessness. And then there are those who make a movement from lawlessness. And many of us have made this progression in our personal lives. We move from lawlessness to lawfulness. And uh, we, we realize that to be, uh, to be bad, to misbehave, to be disobedient is not useful for our lives or for those around us. And so we move into a life of lawfulness and we try to keep the law. 
what we'll find is that we fail miserably at that. And Paul says we each fail so miserably, we can never be righteous before God because we will always fall short in spite of our best intentions. And you and I know that very well. We have the best intentions to what? Lose weight, eat less. And, uh, and yet to actually eat less is quite a challenge. And we find ourselves slipping over into breaking our own determined law that we're going to eat less to lose weight, drinking alcohol, whatever it might be. So let me, let me give us an image of what this might look like under the theme of generosity, under the theme of giving. Um, so what would that look like? Well, the lawless person doesn't give at all because he doesn't care. She doesn't care about other people. There is no compassion. There's no empathy. They're, they're out for themselves. Um, lawless people are out for themselves. They do what they want to do. They don't care that there's a framework that we're supposed to live in to live in harmony with others. We do what we want to do. So generosity, the idea of giving, is anathema to the lawless person. I'm not going to do that. That's their problem. Then there's movement into lawfulness. And that kind of generosity may look like this. I have to give. The law says I need to help other people. I have to give. And one could call that grudge giving. You're doing it, but there's not much joy in it. And, uh, there's, you know, and you're, you try to be a minimalist. Well, how much do I have to give? What's the minimum that's required of me? So we, we operate in that lawful mindset. It's not very attractive. So we move from that kind of um, have to give. We take a step up. I ought to give for this cause. I ought to give for this purpose. And so it is moving from grudge giving, and it moves into a kind of category of duty giving. Um, It's my duty, so I need to give. Again, there's not much joy in that. It's just I'm doing my duty, I'm getting that checked off, and I'll send my college, you know, an alumni gift, you know, because I ought to do that uh, for what they did for me. Lawlessness, lawfulness, no giving, I have to give, I ought to give. And then there is transformation and conversion that only comes by faith. We move out of the environment of the law, see. We move to a whole different category. That's why Paul is so excited about what the Lord Jesus brings for our lives. And he says, um, it is by faith we get rescued. So what does a faithful person look like under the terms of giving? They say, oh, I want to help with this. How much do you need? What's it going to cost? Well, I'm going to stretch because uh, this is important and I want to do this. And so do you see the sense that the change there, the transitioning? And so that person is not a um, grudge giver. That person is not a duty giver. He's a thanks giver, isn't he? He's doing it thankfully. He said, after all people have done for me, after all the Lord has done for me, how can I not give for this cause to help the local schools, to help the church, to help this person in need? And he said, I'm glad to do this. And there's a big smile on your face and uh, you know, it, it brings forth joy. So that's the kind of transformation Paul is talking about when we move from being delivered from sinfulness, lawless life, being delivered from... Um, from the law life of oughts and shoulds, and we move to this whole new category of life. And he said, it is only by faith. And what happens by faith is Christ's own spirit 
comes to live in us and he provides the enabling power that the law will never provide but the Holy Spirit moves in us to make us a compassionate people that want to do lots of things that are give glory to the God and bless others. What a wonderful opportunity. So Paul will conclude, if we worked our way through Galatians, this masterful letter that Paul has written, uh, he will write this in the next chapter. When the fullness of time had come, that's Jesus' coming, his death and resurrection, and the promised gift of the Holy Spirit. When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son to redeem those who were under the law. Not those who were sinners, that's true too. But here's Paul's writing about deliverance from the law. God sent forth his Son to redeem, to purchase those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons and daughters. And because we are sons and daughters, God has sent the Spirit, capital S, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ, of his Son, into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. And see, there's an extraordinary new relationship established with the Creator as well. He's not a distant, fearful, fearsome God who likes to punish He's the one we simply call out to as Abba, Father. We are bold to say, our Father who art in heaven. That is why Christians are so excited when they get it. Uh, It can happen at 12 years old. It can happen at 22 years old. It can happen at 35 years old. It can happen at 75 years old. And a new person is born. And that's why that phrase gets used, being born again, because it's so extraordinarily different. So Paul will conclude in Galatians, so if you're led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. In fact, what happens is you transcend the law. You do more than the law requires in any situation or circumstance. Why? Because you have to? No. Because you ought to? No. Say, no, I want to go the extra mile for this person, for this circumstance, for this situation. That is the Christian walk, and it is beautiful. So he will conclude, well, he moves towards the conclusion, I will conclude. So he will say, so the fruit of the Spirit looks like this. Remember, the fruit is a singular noun in the Greek here, the fruit. These are the qualities of that fruit. It's not that you get three of these and someone else gets three others. This is what grows in you supernaturally and naturally. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control and he says against these things there is no law Uh, you've transcended the law but that is what your life more and more looks like that is the fruit that you bear and so that impacts the world in jesus name that changes other people's lives as well as we interact with them and it certainly has changed our life because of god's spirit dwelling within so brothers and sisters it's a wednesday morning in the middle of summer and we can rejoice because the Spirit has been given, the Spirit is available. We can continue to call out to the Lord Jesus and to His Spirit, come Lord Jesus, fill me, fill me with this wonderful, life-giving, empowering gift of your presence within me, because it has already made such a difference, and I know it will make more of a difference. So you all know my favorite prayer, perhaps by now, but from Gert Bahana, Oh Lord, I ain't what I want to be. Oh Lord, I ain't what I ought to be. Oh Lord, I ain't what I'm going to be. But thanks, Lord, I ain't what I used to be. By the power 
of God's gift of his spirit for our lives. And we can cry now, Abba, Father, thank you. Amen.